0: Hit our music and all the Elite Wrestling podcasts for February 21st, 2021 is presented by LevelDownGames.com. Now hit our music. And our Music is a weekly all-elite wrestling podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening, it is, of course, Dan.
1: Welcome, Dan. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, dude?
0: Before we begin discussing the latest in AEW, help us become all-in with the crew by checking the podcast app that you're listening to us on right now and dropping us a quick rating and a review on there. You would honestly be doing us a huge favor. Uh before we begin discussing last night's dynamite I looked into more of the um the the fantasy AEW league on dropthebelt.com and I think I can do this myself. Uh-oh. I think that I can set up a fantasy league and and not have to pay monthly. Like I'm pretty sure I can handle this.
1: <laughs> I mean, whatever saves money. I mean, Well, yeah, I mean,
0: you think about it, do we really want to pay, you know, 120 bucks a year, potentially, if not more than that, to to do some fantasy AEW, when I think that, you know, I think after watching Dynamite, we can realistically score the show. I think we can take the idea... Of what DropTheBelt.com is doing, but come up with our own criteria, right?
1: Yeah, true, very true. Like
0: our like our own score system. Yeah. Um, I I was thinking of maybe going in and looking like how they have everything listed out over there, because that honestly is the only like professional wrestling fantasy website that I can find.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've played fantasy sports for a long time and I don't know if I've ever seen like a fantasy wrestling. So,
0: yeah. So, so that's the only one, but, um, there might be other smaller ones, too. Who knows? I uh, I think we can do this, though. So I, I I will go ahead and put a list together and we'll, we'll kind of put everything together in discord. But I think we just come up with, you know, however many people are going to do this. So, again, reach out. Let us know if you're interested, if you're still listening. Uh, I think the last count we were somewhere around nine or ten. And we'll figure out how many wrestlers are going to be on our, our rosters after the uh, Revolution pay-per-view on March 7th. And then we'll come up with the scoring criteria. So, so you know, we'll take how they have it to where if you're winning or defending a title, those are more points than if you're just winning a singles match or winning a tag match. Of course. And, of course. And And then we'll do some, you know, some other stuff, some bonus stuff. We may not go in depth as much as they did. We might not score, you know... A fucking I don't know what what, like they 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 went really in depth with like the ambulance stuff, the stretcher stuff, the the fade to black bonus where you were the last wrestler, you know, on on TV. But I don't I don't know that we're going to go that in depth with it. We might just, you know, the the basics, microphone stuff, match stuff, backstage stuff and maybe some some things with like, you know, foreign objects and that kind of things. That might be fun to do it that way. But like I said, we'll uh we'll we'll make all these plans in Discord. So if you're interested, make sure that you're in our Discord server. Links can be found in the description box wherever you're listening. And um we have a dedicated channel to both Hit Our Music and Professional Wrestling in the Discord server under the Hit Our Music Podcast channel. Uh we will do all the planning under the Hit Our Music discussion thread. So So we'll go in there. We'll uh, we'll talk with whoever is interested. I'll put together the list of who technically is eligible roster wise and uh, what the scoring criteria will be. And I think instead of doing it, (laughs) three months is really short for a season when you when you think about it. So I was thinking of maybe going half a year. Like two pay per views for each season. You know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. So after Revolution, we would go through Double or Nothing, which is in May, and then All Out, which is normally end of August, early September. And then after All Out, we would start a new season, and that would take us through Full Gear and Revolution of next year, and then so on and so forth. Okay. So that's probably how we'll do things. And, uh, you know, like I said, just jump in Discord because do we it. want you involved in planning this Fantasy AEW League because it's it's going to be fun, I hope.
1: It's going to be and, different uh, for sure. I mean, like I said, I've played fantasy sports for a long time, and I don't know. this This definitely has me intrigued to do this.
0: Yeah, at least you're doing well this week in hockey. You've been struggling in the fantasy hockey league for, well, for a
1: while. Well, that's because there's no games <laughs> being fucking postponed. Like Jesus Christ, how many games did I players did I lose cuz of games last week?
0: You you're beating Sean this week.
1: Yeah, no mercy.
0: You're beating no Sean. Mercy. I might finally lose this week. I'm actually down for the first time ever this uh this season so far. So that, that has me scared. I'm 4-0, Dan.
1: <laughs> well, and you are my division, so I am rooting for you to lose. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so chatting about AEW Dynamite this week, uh, I, I hope that we'll be able to get back and, and start talking about it after the show soon. Uh, you know, when your work schedule yeah, evens itself it out.
1: <laughs> slows the fuck down.
0: But uh, for now... We are we are discussing dynamite from the 17th of February and we have seven takeaways tonight and we're going to kick things off as they did tag team action. This was supposed to be an eight man tag Uh, private party. And I think Luther and Serpentico were supposed to be part of this tag team match, but they ended up switching it. And I think the reasoning was that Matt Hardy storyline wise went to upper management or whatever and said that, you know, because they were so successful, him and Hangman Page were a legit tag team. So he wanted it an actual tag team match. So that's why it became the hybrid two: Jack Evans and Helico taken on Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy. This was an OK match. I'm always a fan anytime we get to see the hybrid two in the ring. So
1: it was, even though they did have a little sloppiness right there towards the end. Uh, I can't remember which one tried to do the move off the top rope and like completely missed. Oh Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I remember uh, that.
1: Yeah. So that was uh, so that Jack just, Evans. Jack yep, Evans completely th- yeah.
0: missed it. Yep. I remember but, that.
1: Yeah, I think he was trying to hit something on Matt Hardy, I think, and yeah, just didn't but you know, besides that, yeah, no, this is this is a good way to kick it off. Uh again, I am a huge Hangman Page fan, so anytime we get to see him uh kicking dynamite off, I'm always a fan. And then just with the storyline going on. And then uh yeah, we get to see uh uh those guys, you know, in there and that we haven't seen, uh you know, we don't get to see a whole lot of it's uh no, it was a good way to start it off.
0: Yeah, I thought this went really well. I thought that um, the the continuation of, you know, what's going on with Big Money Matt, because we talked about last week, obviously, when they uh, they had Matt, or Hangman Page switch the contracts that I thought maybe we would find out like what that contract said during being the elite or something. And we did not. We did not find that out during being the elite this week. Uh, I'm actually watching pretty much everything now that AEW is producing. Uh, I, am regularly watching being the elite every Monday. Uh, I have, I'm four weeks in now. Like I'm, I'm four weeks straight of watching dark. So I'm on a roll there. Uh, I also started watching Sammy Guevara's vlog.
1: Uh, did I have not, I, I needed to watch that because I saw that he was defending the, uh, being the elite championship, uh, on his blog because he has it now. Yeah, That's the only thing I didn't watch. Uh, I was, I did watch, um, dark and I did watch uh, being the elite while I was uh, doing my playthrough of, uh. Rogue Heroes. I had it like off to the side and was kind of watching, listening to it.
0: Nice. Yeah. So that that's kind of what got me to tune into uh, Sammy's vlog as well, was him winning that BTE championship and the potential there. And I started watching it a few episodes back and it's actually pretty much the same thing as being the elite. Like it's legit, just backstage skits and segments just with a different cast of characters. How how long is it? Right length- around the same length as being the elite, 25, 30 minutes.
1: Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. Maybe I'll have to start chiming in on there while uh, watching that as well.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, uh, so so Sammy's involved with that. Uh, Fuego Del Sol is in that a lot. Um, Griff Garrison is in it a lot. Uh, trying to think who else they use. Uh, Marco Stunt is in it a lot. And 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 it's actually funny. Marco it has this character that he just kind of walks around and serenades people with a guitar. And on the most recent one, he was doing something with Pretty Peter Avalon. And he actually, you know, he's got a pretty decent voice. And and the songs that he creates are kind of funny.
1: (laughs) I'll have to check that out for sure, then.
0: But, yeah, they, they have a lot of uh, a lot of people. Brian Pillman Jr. is on there a lot. Like, a lot of people that we don't really ever see on being the elite. Uh, Cody okay. is actually on there a lot. So
1: Oh, wow. I was going to say. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's actually really cool. So, I've been watching that. So, I, I'm trying to stay up to date on everything that they're doing. Well, so.
1: I, if, if Dark can stay, because Dark was only one hour this week, if he can stay uh like an hour and i mean have moxley on it i mean that's the only reason i kind of watched it this time moxley kicked off dark which is rare I think it's what a loser on dark. dan's
0: only watching a show because of mox what a loser hell yeah man <laughs> no like we were kind of talking about in discord uh we had a really good discussion the other day on like what they were gonna do once touring resumes with dark because dark used to be you know, a a one hour type show with three matches. Um, and, and now it's kind of inflated to like this 10 to 14 match <laughs> yeah. format, thanks to the pandemic. But that also, it, it benefits them because they're, you oh, know, they're course. in the same spot every week and exactly. they're, they're, they're constantly having all of these guys kind of around. So why wouldn't they do that? But the conversation we were having in discord, I, I think will need to be addressed in the future because, they still have those plans for a second TV show coming later in 2021. I think that second TV show is going to end up what dark used to be, which is kind of what we were talking about in discord. So it'll be, you know, three, a little bit higher profile matches than what we see on dark. So they used to film one match for dark before a dynamite. And then they would film two after I imagine it's going to be very similar. Um, For this new show, you know, we'll get when I say they come to Cleveland and, you know, I'm up there and I think the bell time was seven thirty and they filmed the first match for what was dark back then and what I think will be the new TV show eventually. So they filmed that match and then at eight o'clock Dynamite kicks off and then when Dynamite ended at 10, they filmed the other two matches.
1: Okay.
0: so I have a feeling they'll kind of use that format and then maybe keep dark centrally located in in Jacksonville, either at Daly's place or maybe maybe they move it to the nightmare factory or something like that up in Atlanta, because Mm, that's pretty much that's pretty much where all these guys come from anyway.
1: And that would be smart. Yeah.
0: So that is a a possibility as we get back into the touring when 2021 continues on, because I I do think that they will, like I said, with New York State and several other states potentially lifting the uh, the restrictions on live events, um, obviously, you know, still under capacity and spread out and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that these places will start touring cities by the middle of the year. And I think that's good. I think that's good. Because Jessica and I just got an email the other day that a concert that we bought tickets for like two years ago that's been rescheduled twice now is finally just canceled. So I I wish that this would just end because I really want to get back to events and shows, man. I miss concerts. I miss freaking live events of everything. It sucks. I was
1: going to say Fozzie was supposed to be here and they've rescheduled a few times. And I think right now it's scheduled to be maybe April. Yeah, it ain't happening. Yeah, the drag, the Dragon
0: Force concert we were going to go see was supposed to be end of March, and that's the one they got canceled. (laughs) Um, But that whole conversation stemmed off the fact that they didn't announce what the contract was on being the elite this past Monday. Instead, they saved it for dynamite. And we found out that uh, we're going to have a match basically at Revolution and it's a money match. So Matt Hardy was trying to get 30 percent of Adam Page's earnings. But Adam Page put in there into like a into the contract that he wanted a match with Matt Hardy at the pay-per-view where if he won, he would get 100 percent of Matt's earnings for what was it? The first quarter or something like that. First quarter of
1: 2021. Of
0: 2021. So the first three months of the year. And then Matt kind of accepted, but he wanted Hangman Adam Page to put the same thing on the line. So we have a little bit of a money match at the pay-per-view, which I think is actually unique. I don't think it's ever been done.
1: No, I, I mean it. It it, it kind of sounds like I mean you know because obviously that's not gonna happen. But no, cool it's storyline it purposes. But it's totally storyline purposes. Of course, but I wonder. I don't know. Is there gonna be something there, like in the ring? You know, are we gonna? Is there gonna be a briefcase of money or something? I, I'm definitely intrigued. I'm definitely interested because, like you said, it is it's unique. We've never really had a match like this. So I I just kind of want to see some more details. I guess.
0: Yeah, find out where this is actually gonna go. So. Uh, but interestingly enough, uh, you know, be, when Matt Hardy found out that Adam Page did that, he basically like you know TH2, you guys want to make some money, oh, of course and had I know. and had him in uh, private party beaten down on uh, thirty seven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Paid him thirty seven hundred just to beat him up. I
1: would have done it. Why not? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean hell yeah. Give me give me a few hours. I'll drive down there. But this brought out the Dark Order,
0: and yes, they it made did. the save. And it, it seems like.
1: We got to even see if, minus one. Minus yeah, he one was there. He there, was kinda... he
0: he was calling the shots. You know, yeah. calling out the cavalry type thing. Um, even if Hangman Page doesn't officially join the Dark Order, it seems like they're going to remain friendly.
1: I hope so. Uh, I mean, I, I still think hope it's a he joins.
0: Thing. I still hope he joins the Dark Order because I think that you know the the storyline has been strong when he's been involved with the Dark Order. So.
1: Uh no, I mean I I agree with it. I I don't know if I want him joining the Dark Order just because I don't think I don't know where it would go. But I don't know. I'm, I'm I guess I'm just ready for him to to make a singles run. Um, well, that's kind that's, of what this
0: is. I mean, uh,
1: it, well, yeah, but I mean, if he joins is, this the Dark is a, Order, this is
0: a singles program between him and Matt Hardy.
1: It is, but I like with the whole of the Dark Order thing, you know, because sure, we did talk sure, sure, sure. about um him joining um Hungy. And yeah, doing the doing the triple title you know if it was something that they were going to bring to you know the good, which the bad, I guess and I, I would be yeah. fine with that I j- I don't know I just want hangman to have a belt that I guess that's where I'm going with this I need, I want hangman page to have a belt
0: He wears a belt every on every Wednesday on Dynamite Dan uh, well, he's got a that, giant he's not, got a giant belt buckle and everything
1: <laughs> Yeah he's 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 definitely cowboy for sure <laughs>
0: takeaway number two we have the continuation of the women's eliminator tournament uh speaking of did you watch the first four opening round matches of the japanese side on monday night on youtube so
1: so kind of the same thing i had it playing while i was playing and trying to get this review done for rogue heroes Um, i
0: thought that the the four matches they had on youtube were very well done
1: uh yeah me well and excalibur doing commentary by himself which was really cool because you really then you really get to hear him like his skills and just how great he is on commentary really shine through. I think he handled it very well. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was really I I really like what they're doing, utilizing YouTube a lot, um, and and I like that the the Japanese side of this was on um, you know on YouTube and was something. That, that we didn't, uh, that we actually get to watch in full, so I'm assuming, and then what, this coming Monday, we're going to see? This coming
0: Monday, we're going to see a couple more matches on YouTube, yeah, so I think it's the, is it the two semifinal matches for the Japanese side, so it'll be, well, because first of all, talking about the first round, uh, Yuka Sakazaki defeated Maesuruga, which I think... I think was the right call. Um Yuka Sakazaki, and and I kind of talked about it in in Discord a little bit. I assumed that they would give everybody the victory that kind of already had been working with AEW from the start anyway. Correct. So, uh, and plus, Yuka Sakazaki is just a really, really strong character and, and a great wrestler. I actually, she's one of my favorites from the uh, from the Joshi style and in the, in the Stardom promotion. So, I, I I do like seeing her advance. Uh, so, Emi Sakura defeated Venny, and Emi Sakura, the one that does the Freddie Mercury gimmick, basically, and Venny. I I like them as a wrestler. But I, I didn't like their gear. <laughs> I didn't think it complimented their body that well. So uh, I, I, I liked seeing Emi Sakura move on. And I think that it'll be a good match between Emi Sakura and Yuka Sakazaki. I'm actually looking forward to that. So that'll be one of the matches that we see on next Monday night, YouTube. And then on the other side of the bracket, we had, unfortunately, Ryo Mizunami defeating Maki Ito. And, and I guess when you really look into Maki's character, it makes sense. Because she doesn't win all that much and and like i said she she kind of like and and i got a couple messages cuz people were like how are you compared it to orange cassidy i meant that in that orange cassidy is a comedy gimmick and maki ito is a comedy gimmick
1: yeah, so, if you follow her on Twitter, I mean, some of the things she tweets is uh, yeah,
0: it's it's a comedy gimmick. She she's this like fall like fallen fired pop idol from this you know Japanese pop idol group, and when she's in the ring, she's constantly complaining. She's like mimicking. Of, it Reminds me a lot of what Damian Sandow used to do when he was Mizdow and kind of used to copy the Miz all the time. So she oh, copies man. people's moves. Um, she is over expressive. Like she's <laughs> she like just like break down and cry and run off like she's a comedy gimmick but she's really good. And I think she's got pretty much everybody behind her. So we definitely have not seen the last of her in AEW. There's been push for her to join the Dark Order. I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, her and, uh, and John Silver have been kind of yes, floating back and forth a little bit. I have bit. seen that, yeah. <laughs> so there's been some push for her to join the Dark Order. Over in Japan, she has this stable known as the Ito Respect Club or something like that. So they're hoping that maybe she'll come to AEW and it'll become like the Ito Respect Order or something like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, geez, That
0: would be gold. So so there's definitely a lot of things they can do here. But Ryo Mizunami defeated Maki Ito in a good match. And then Aja Kong defeated Rin Kadokura. So the four winners have all worked for AEW before. Because this was the first time that we had seen Ryo Mizunami and Aja Kong inside an AEW ring since, like, all out from, like, 2018 or something like that. Before they were even a promotion.
1: Wow.
0: So... But still, they did work with them. So I, I was right in that regard. They did get them to all four girls that were there before. So we should see Ryu Mizunami and Aja Kong next Monday on YouTube as well. And then I think we're going to see either. What is it? We're going to see the winner of.
1: We're going to see. Or no, Baker. Wait, we're going to
0: see. We're going to see Britt Baker and Anna Jay on Monday. And then we're going to see Ty Conti and Nyla Rose on yes. Monday. Yeah. And then the winner of that match we're going to see on Dynamite next Wednesday. Like Correct. the winner of those two matches will be on, on Wednesday. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to watch right now for, for AEW. But on, on Dynamite this week, which is our takeaway number two, keep getting long winded. We had Serena Deeb taken on Riho for the, uh, the first round Eliminator Tournament. And this match was fucking awesome, dude. Like Serena Deeb is incredible. But you forget how good Rio is till she's inside the ring.
1: Yeah, just because of just like, you know, with how small she is, uh, it's just it's amazing. And uh, yeah, this is actually a really good match. Um, it was nice. Rio's first match in AEW since, what, 11 months?
0: February of last year. That so, yeah.
1: That's crazy. So her, her and
0: Yuka Sakazaki both, yeah, uh, with this tournament, came back after an 11-year absence because I put the match that I think was their last match was the uh, the uh, dark that the was that right after Revolution. Yeah. Um, they because they were in a tag match against Britt Baker and Penelope Ford.
1: I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good good to see Riho back in. You know, because she was the first women's AEW champion, so it, it's good to see her back and working with uh, Deeb, who is the current N.W. Women's champion. So it'll be, you know, is so we discussed it a little bit last week. You know, does this set up a uh, a title match or something or, you know, give well, it her should. Some, it, well, I agree. It should because she beat, yeah, the champion.
0: Yeah. Riho, you know, pulling off the upset victory, uh, defeating Serena Deeb to move on in the tournament. I, I, I think this should earn Riho an NWA women's title shot. I don't think it will, though, but it probably should. And then, uh, you know, more exciting than that, it's going to lead to a Riho versus Thunderosa match in the second round. And that should be really fun.
1: <sighs> that, I mean, it should be. She should be able to build off the momentum with the D match and, and really have a great match here.
0: Yeah, so that should be really fun. This tournament has been surprisingly well. And they did confirm that the winner of the tournament will be facing Hikari Shida at the pay per view. They finally did confirm that. So
1: Yes, and we did get a little glimpse of uh, Shida on the YouTube uh, women's, you know, over there. Yeah, kind of she was helping. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was off to the side. And I know a few of the uh, women kind of stared her down as they were coming out. So uh, kind of like that. You know, that it's cool. Yeah. For all, 100 percent.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I've, I've been enjoying this. I, I, I like what they're doing here. There's a reason that was on YouTube, though. Like there's a reason they had the Japanese matches on YouTube. I, I don't think that would have translated nearly as well to the casual U.S. audience. So
1: there's a reason they put that there. I think it was smart.
0: Yeah. And then they released the Japanese commentary the next day, which was also super smart. So that was really cool. Uh, takeaway number three. We had a singles match because Luther was not involved in the tag match. I, I have to assume maybe somebody else was penciled in here eventually. And then because he got kicked from the tag match, they put him here instead. We had Luther taken on Orange Cassidy. This was a quick match. This was, wasn't anything really amazing by any stretch of the imagination. Um, there were, you know, it's cool seeing Luther on TV, but.
1: He loses every time. He
0: loses every time. <laughs> and, he's, and he's not like a small, like, wimpy-looking character. He's now. just, like, weird. You know, he he's big, and you would think that, like I said, he he's in his 50s, so you would think that at least he would win every now and then. But, I mean, I guess if he's just getting or being used as, like... To put people over or whatever, that's fine. Yeah, but, but is he it just, really it, putting
1: people over, though? It's, it doesn't he,
0: look good when 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 he's in there with like Orange Cassidy, because Orange Cassidy is this little dude who doesn't care about anything and, you know, still manages to beat this crazy looking Luther guy. So, I mean, I like both characters. It just I, I, I don't like him losing yeah. all the time and, and just being, you know, kind of used as a jobber. I don't like that.
1: No, I, I I agree. Um, fifty-two. I, I
0: keep forgetting he's actually fifty-two. Yeah, fifty-two that, years that's, old. That's
1: that's crazy. I mean, I mean, he he doesn't look fifty-two. No. But uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't really think he's helping anybody get over though, because I mean, he always loses. So there's no really, you know, what is there to get over?
0: Yeah, I'd I'd like to see you know him featured in in some. I, because I think that him and Serpentico actually actually work well together, so I, I think they could be involved in a in a better storyline than, than than just you know, two jobbers that always see. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: that's really what they're doing.
0: <laughs> Takeaway number four. This is interesting here. So so we've been making fun of the fact that they've been doing the same thing weekend and week out on Dynamite. Team Taz calling out Sting and Darby Allin. Yeah, Dude, Shivani's we finally, involved
1: somehow with an interview.
0: Usually, usually out there yelling at Sting somewhere. But finally, finally, we had something last night on Dynamite. And I legit was shocked
1: uh, that they yeah.
0: <laughs> called Sting out. Sting comes down. Darby's not there. Uh, I'm assuming selling the, you know, the attack from last week. But they also were running into some issues with a lot of people not being there. It was a live show. Um, The weather that's kind of been hitting the U.S., the snow, the ice impacted a lot of travel things. So Ricky Starks wasn't there. Powerhouse Hobbs wasn't there. There were a lot of people that weren't able to make it to Jacksonville last night for Dynamite. So Taz, Brian Cage and Hook were the only 3 members of team Taz there last night. They come down to the ring. Call Sting out. Sting comes down with the bat, obviously. And Taz is like, man, you come down here and this is like your thing. You you have that bat. And who, was it Geo that even pointed it out in Discord? Like, that's kind of Sting's thing. Like, even I mean, yeah. back, in the, back in WCW, during his most popular phase when he was, you know, the Crow Sting against NWO, he pretty much made his living by just showing up, dropping down from the rafters, not saying a word, and beating the shit out of people with a bat. Like, that Sting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he even did it when he had his run in TNA. He was doing the same thing. Uh, I mean, it's CNA it's was, just
0: Sting. Yeah, that's his yeah. character. So I, I guess we've just been seeing it for so often that it just it gets a little stale eventually. But he comes down with that, throws the bat aside because Taz is like, you need that bat. And Sting's like, I don't need this bat. And then Brian Cage kicks him in the gut and delivers a massive powerbomb. And it, I was like, holy shit, dude. dude <laughs> th-
1: that hit, too, man. That was a thud. That wasn't just, uh, you know, Brian Cage didn't like gently powerbomb him. He legitimately power bombed it. It was like, holy shit, man!
0: Well, there were a lot of people that were, you know, uh, questioning that on social media after it had happened because of the issues that Sting had from, you know, stemming from his match with Seth Rollins, taking that buckle bomb back at Night of Champions 2015. I think was the pay per view. That was uh, long bu- ago. Holy shit! It somos. was. It was. It was uh, almost six years ago. Which I mean, wow. when you think about it, I mean that that is a decent amount of time to rehab an injury, but um. The buckle bomb is dangerous anyway, like it's always been a dangerous move, and I think that's why it's been pretty much uh, taken out of most matches and in most people's repertoire. There's still a few people that'll pull it off every now and then, but uh, not too many people are willing to take that bump anymore. Um I think Brian Cage like he he did a good powerbomb. I mean, no, he, I protected, so too, he protected he yeah. protected Sting the best way that he could. And yeah. and it, it looked good on TV. And then uh Shivani addressed it after in the the post dynamite interview stuff that they do on YouTube and uh was like, you know, the reason they did it is cuz Sting wanted to do it. Like that's what Sting wanted to do. And Sting is fine. Like they said he's fine. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
1: Sting's not going to do at this point in his career. He's not going to gonna... hurt himself. Exactly. Like he's only
0: gonna do what he thinks he can do.
1: Exactly. He's not gonna be pressured, and I think, you know, and that it's a perfect fitting for AEW because AEW isn't gonna ask you to do something that you're not willing to do. So I think both sides fit here. So yeah, it was great. It was finally great to finally get something more than just a damn Shivani sting interview being interrupted by Team Taz. So yeah, that was a legit power bomb. I felt it. man it was it was it was good it was good to see him get get, take a bump so hopefully this is so now i'm just wondering will you know we had also questioned is the street fight going to be a cinematic match i think that confirms that it
0: won't be i think that confirms that it won't be
1: that's what i feel like too
0: yeah i I think that this will not be cinematic. I have a feeling it, it is being done as a street fight because that allows them to still protect sting. Like of he doesn't have to be inside the ring that often. He nope. doesn't have to really take moves. You can just brawl outside, hit everybody with you know foreign objects and that's a match
1: so. exactly. yeah, no, I think it'll work perfectly now.
0: yeah, I do too. I do, too. Now that we know he's capable and willing yeah. to uh, to take some some pretty good bumps. So we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to the match now. I am. No, me too. Uh, t- takeaway number five. We have what I was surprised when it was announced, not the main event for the AEW tag team titles. I thought for sure this was going to main event dynamite this week, but it did not. We had the Young Bucks defending against proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz. Fucking first time, but awesome awesome the
1: first time that match. Santana and Ortiz have got a title shot. That's crazy. Ever
0: in AEW, yeah, which is absolutely crazy. The third time these teams have wrestled in AEW, and this match just lived up to everything I wanted it to be. It was great.
1: There, I mean, there are just some tag teams. Uh, you know, we, we we talked about the street fight that Santana Ortiz had with Best Friends. Man, there are just yep. some tag teams that can have great matches no matter who their opponent is. And I really believe that Proud and Powerful are one of those tag teams.
0: And I think the Bucks are also one of those tag teams. So I, when you put them in the ring too. together, exactly. When no, you put them in the ring together, it's magic. So
1: yeah, I, and, and it,
0: FTR is one of those tag teams as well that really, you know, whoever they're in there with, generally they can put on a good match with.
1: Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I will agree with that for sure. So I, it, and I mean, but with AEW bringing in all these tag teams, we need tag teams that are gonna work well with Absolutely. anybody. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah, this this is a great match. Um, I I'm kind of disappointed on the outcome. Thought something. Uh, you know, we had talked about maybe that proud and powerful could win the belts, you know, shocker, didn't see it coming, have a title change just during a regular dynamite and the then, inner know, this... circle
0: versus inner circle at the pay-per-view type thing.
1: Exactly. Cause even, even but... they had a
0: backstage segment with, uh, uh, I think it was on, actually, it may not have been on dynamite. It may have been on Sammy Guevara's blog. I don't remember. Uh, did you see when Sammy talked to proud and powerful out in the parking lot and they're like, what are you doing, man? He's like, how do you guys not see it? Like you're the, like no, one of the greatest tag think, teams. It must've been on and his blog. I think it I was on his blog then. That. He, he's yeah. like, how do you guys not see it? You're like, you're not even the official tag team of the inner circle. Like you guys are you're like, you just, you're blind. You're, you're, you're not even noticing this. And like, and then just kind of stormed off. So that must have been on Sammy's blog. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I do not remember that.
0: So uh, it would have been an interesting storyline. But you're right. They they in this in this match kind of had everything going for it because we they had did. we had the storyline of the inner circle going on, which I do think is leading to, you know, an, an inevitable match between MJF and uh, Sammy Guevara. Or not MJF, uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, you know, Jericho saying Sammy's dead to him now and all that kind of stuff. I really think that 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 is going to be a match that happens sooner rather than later. But I still think there's more going on with MJF as well. So really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, kind of where he's going to fit into this whole thing now.
1: Uh, was it MJF? He was smirking during something.
0: He was smirking May- when Jericho was talking and saying that uh, Sammy Guevara was dead to him.
1: Yeah, so I mean, he's definitely he's definitely got something up his sleeve. Yeah, um, he
0: he he's the mastermind, and that's what I want to really. see. Like, I I want to see how he fits into this puzzle because we know that we're gonna get a Jericho Sammy Guevara match, and I actually am looking forward to that match when it happens. I think it'll be cool. I think it'll remind me a lot of like when Jericho used to have some awesome matches back in the day in WCW with like Alex Wright and things like that. So uh and because Sammy Guevara reminds me a lot of Alex Wright. Dust okay. Wonder Kid. Okay. I, I think they have a lot of similarities. Um, but we had that storyline going in this match and we also had the storyline of like, you know, the the Bullet Club with Kenny Omega The Good Brothers, Don Callis watching the match backstage, uh, WWE champion, Kenny Omega, might I add.
1: (laughs) Fucking JR. (laughs) At least he addressed it. He literally addressed it live. He literally tweeted out live and he said, you know, my bad.
0: Yeah. And then after the show, Drew McIntyre tweeted out the WWE champion is not amused or something like that on a a picture.
1: (laughs) I mean, I love it. I love that, you know, that everybody, even Mike McIntyre, I caught wind of it and was able to chime in.
0: Uh, Tony Khan actually just recently said, like, yeah, he was kind of dr- addressing WWE. He's like, "Dude, come down to Jacksonville, guys. The door's open." He's pretty much inviting them to cross over too.
1: <laughs> Vincing man wouldn't allow it.
0: He would never. But I would love to see Kenny Omega versus Drew McIntyre. That'd be sick. Oh, that'd be sick.
1: That would be sick.
0: Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, But anyway, the Young Bucks did pick up the victory. Quick roll-up victory, too. Uh, This was a very great, long match, and then it kind of just ended all of a sudden. Was it... uh, I, I think it was Nick Jackson that actually rolled up Ortiz... And then kind of scored the victory that way because it kind of came out of nowhere. And as soon as the Bucks won, that brought the inner circle down to the ring, attacking the young Bucks. Uh, They cut to the backstage. Omega's freaking out, kind of like, you know, talking to Don Callis, wanting down to go down there and help because it's his friends. But Callis is kind of like holding him back and saying, hey, you know what? I have a better idea. Uh, Tells the good brothers to, you know, kind of go off and help instead. Meanwhile, Brandon Cutler runs down to the ring, but, you know, gets his ass kicked as well. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean he's the camera guy for being the elite and childhood friends of the Bucks. So of course, you know, storyline wise, he would come down to help. Of course. But of course. um the interesting thing here that Jericho and MJF both had a submission applied to the Young Bucks, and they were tapping. So they were kind of leading into the pay-per-view by by making a statement that, you know, Jericho and MJF can beat the Young Bucks. So that was cool there. Um, but this brought could, out the Good Brothers yeah, to they make took the their save. Time. They yeah, they time. took their sweet time. Took their yeah, sweet time. Eventually made the save. And then uh, yeah, MJF kind of talked some trash, I think, to the Bucks' dad. On well, the I was going to say,
1: about that, we did have the young Bucks' parents were ringside. Mm-hmm. So we thought something might, you know. I thought sh- that
0: they would lose right. because their like somebody would attack his dad. or You know, that's what I kind of assumed. Like that uh, Inner Circle or MJF or something would have came down. To do something like he did after the match, but I assumed it would have been during the match with Papa Buck and uh, that would have caused Aunt Santana and Ortiz to somehow get the victory. That's what I assumed.
1: Yeah, usually but. when there are loved ones ringside, it usually doesn't go well.
0: Usually does not. Usually I mean, unless that's like a retirement type situation.
1: Correct. But yeah, outside mm-hmm. of getting jumped by uh inner circle, nothing really too crazy.
0: Nothing too crazy indeed. So uh you know what? Let's do eight takeaways. Let's add a takeaway right here. Short wow. and sweet, because I forgot about it till I saw the tweet. It's a girl. Cody Rhodes and Brandy. Oh, yeah. They're having yeah, a girl. Yeah. They're having a girl. That was announced live on Dynamite. Cody didn't even know. Yeah, that's kind of so I cool. thought that was cool. I thought that was really cool. So, uh short and sweet, but yeah, they they came out, they they just kind of had it on the old big screen that it's a girl. So, uh well, looking forward it was, to
1: It was it was pink uh pink, pink, uh, pink
0: fi- pyro, yeah. Yeah,
1: pyro. Yeah, they
0: had pink pyro all over the place as well. So it was cool. Yeah, there was a nice little way to uh to reveal that in and, and keep kind of everybody involved because they've been keeping everybody involved since the beginning. So why would they change now? <laughs> uh, takeaway number seven. Talking about FTR earlier, we had FTR taking on the Seidel brothers, Matt and Mike Seidel. Uh, there, act- there is a we brother. There is a brother. We
1: confirmed that. We weren't sure. And he's, and he's good. He is. He really is.
0: He's good. He reminds me a lot of his brother. Yeah. And I thought this match was, uh, you know, really well done
1: uh yeah i mean again you know we didn't know if the Seidel brother was real i mean it looked you know in the
0: in the uh i mean i I know that's us just kidding like we we have to know that that dude is real but
1: yeah but uh no i mean it was good sideo brothers look good i've never i didn't know he had a brother who wrestled so um you know kind of cool to find that out kind of cool to see them teaming together i'm sure that's pretty cool And I
0: wonder if they're going to remain like an actual tag team with an AEW because Matt Seidel doesn't really fit in in the singles scene right now. So even though the tag team scene is inflated, having Matt and Mike Seidel work together as a team in some storylines might actually be beneficial to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a veteran presence, at least with, you know, Absolutely. Matt Seidel. Um, mm-hmm. No, yeah, this is actually a really good match. Uh, I was impressed um, for not, you know, against seeing Seidel brother. Um, no, I thought, I thought this was a good match. The first time we saw FTR in, what, two, three weeks because they were Three suspended. weeks because of
0: their suspension for cutting off the horns of, of Luchasaurus's mask, which and came into
1: play. A, well, they got an extra week because they also kidnapped uh, Marco Stunt.
0: Marco Stunt, right. Yeah, which all that came into play. Like, we're yes, still leading did. somewhere. Um, they, I'm surprised this isn't at the pay per view. They they talked about it. It's actually going to be on the same dynamite that uh, that Shaq and Cody are uh, wrestling with. Um, yeah,
1: the dynamite before the Red Velvet show. and
0: Jade Cargill. Yeah, the dynamite before Takeover March 3rd. or not Takeover Revolution. My God, yeah. Dan, why'd you say Takeover? You I made me know. say Takeover.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm running on fumes, man. I've Got more hours worked than hours slept.
0: Yeah, the the uh, the dynamite before Revolution. Uh, so that and, and, and that's nice that that's going to be a live one. So it should be a fire dynamite leading into the pay-per-view. Uh, but we're going to get that six man tag there. We're going to have Tully Blanchard returning yeah. to action, teaming with FTR, which is kind of what I assumed would happen, taking on the uh, the trio of, of Jurassic Express. So I think they're going the legit route that we said, you know, they could put Tully in there with Marco and really, really protect him. So they could definitely do that. Um, But, yeah, they had uh, they were going to after the match because FTR did get the victory with the big rig. uh, They were going to cut off Mike's long hair and luchasaurus came out with a new mask and everything so
1: well first cool. the lights went dark so it was kind of like uh oh you know, we get to see you know anytime sting's, the, sting's, the back. <laughs> yeah, stings stings coming back yeah stings brother stings coming
0: down again His stings brother, brother. <laughs> stings brother stung is coming down to the ring oh jeez <laughs> but
1: yeah yeah so we got the mask on the mask on the screen he's got a new mask with horns now
0: yeah horns grew back only took 3 weeks not too not Man, that's, too shabby it's pretty good yeah not too shabby Think what fingernails they generally grow back about a month or so once you cut those maybe a little bit lo- uh, shorter depending on how fast your nails grow mine don't grow that fast my fingernails grow kind of slow so <laughs> if it's like a horn then it would be about 3 weeks
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't know I I can't I, this is one thing I don't know anything about how fast fingernails grow I'm sure it's about your diet probably right something in your diet
0: maybe I maybe know. I don't know I don't know. Uh, the final takeaway from Dynamite this week, <laughs> takeaway number eight, we had our main event, six-man tag team action and Dan's erection because John Moxley was out there. Moxley, Ray Phoenix, and Lance Archer taking on Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. This was a p- pretty good match. It was Do okay. You,
1: some of the moves that uh, it was chaotic. Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer did together was freaking oh, yeah. just ridiculous.
0: Oh, yeah. But, this, this, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, we assume that this is going to be a chaotic scenario because the, the wrestlers that are involved are pretty chaotic in general. I mean, Eddie Kingston, Moxley, you know, they're hardcore chaotic wrestlers. Lance Archer, pretty, pretty chaotic. Ray Phoenix, definitely chaotic. So yeah, when, has, when you, when you, know. you throw all these guys into the ring together, it's going to be chaos, but it was fun chaos.
1: Uh, no, it was. This is, this is a great match. Um, yeah, I, a lot of storylines going on here, but just, I mean, Ray Phoenix, man, my God, like just <laughs> was
0: don't. it our Ar- Ar- Archer was walking the ropes, going to be doing like the normal thing that he does. And then Ray Phoenix also got on the top rope and was like trying to go around him, but yeah. like just fell right off. <laughs> but he made it work and like, like made it like to where he landed on top of, I think it was the butcher and the blade out there. Yeah. So even though he just kind of like toppled right off the top, he made it work. Still looks cool. Uh,
1: we say it every time Ray Phoenix has a match. It's just the things, just the speed. And his new that... mask
0: is sick, dude. Yeah. His yeah. new mask was very sick looking.
1: I wonder why he got a new mask.
0: I don't know. You know? I'm not I, sure.
1: I feel like there's always like a reason behind it. Um,
0: Usually there is. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess Ray Mysterio wears a different mask like every night. So ah,
1: That is true. That is true. I bet mean, he can afford it now. He's got that WWE money coming in. <laughs> But no, great match. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, and, and this led to like kind of like a weird finish because... It was
1: a weird I did not see it going this way.
0: No, we, we were back in the ring. We had Mox and Kingston kind of like, you know, trading blows or whatever. And uh, Mox was basically like kind of like egging Kingston on. And he did his finisher, that like spitting backhand thing that he does to the jaw. Yeah. And Mox no-sells it and just, you know, clotheslines him right yep. away. Paradigm shift. Match is over like it almost made Kingston look like a freaking scrub. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, like
0: like Mox Mox looked like fucking Superman in the ring. And, and that I don't like. I, I don't like that. They had him no. like even I, I get maybe you're running on adrenaline and they're building him up to be in the main event again of the pay-per-view. And, you know, we know that main event now is going to be an insane match. So they have to have him looking strong going in there. But why, why do you got to make Kingston look so fucking weak at the same time?
1: I, I don't know. I I don't get it either being a Mox fan. I don't get it uh, cuz usually I think Mox usually sells pretty well. Um so
0: But I mean he did what he was told to do, you know what I no, mean? Of like course, that no, I'm not saying he was wasn't a fault. Dick. Yeah, no, he wasn't being a dick. Yeah, he wasn't being a dick. Not at all. He 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 was, you know, they they probably went out there and told him, you know. This is what you guys are going to do, Mox. You're not going to sell it. you know. Then you're going to do this and then that, and then it's over.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, though. Kingston sold that paradigm shift, though. Oh, like, he, he did. Fucking he fucking sold did. that, man. Holy Kingston, shit. Probably one Kingston's of the better awesome, ones. Kingston's awesome,
0: man. Kingston's yeah. awesome. I, I enjoy getting to see him week in and week out on uh, on Dynamite and Dark and BTE and wherever, man. I, I just like Eddie Kingston, so I'm glad that he's kind of involved still and and getting some time to really show, you know, like, hey, man, should have been on TV a long time ago.
1: <laughs> oh, I really, I like, I like seeing him on Being the Elite because you, you kind of see him as like a person. You catch you that, know, that other side
0: of him. Yeah. Right,
1: and it just totally like, uh, you know, I know Sev, um you know, rips on him and, and doesn't like him, but like seeing him like on that, that other side. I don't know. You could just appreciate uh his character so much more. Absolutely.
0: Definitely. Uh, but with Mox, Ray Phoenix, and Lance Archer getting the victory, uh, Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer were still kind of down on the outside of the ring. Mox is starting to celebrate and gets blindsided from behind by the Good Brothers. And oh, then out comes brother. WWE champion Kenny Omega once again, <laughs> and he's got a <laughs> microphone in hand. And uh basically Says that you know Mox slipped in a rematch clause to his contract back when he was the champion that uh, he just found out about. So Omega's like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you at Revolution. I like that they had Omega come down and re like kind of like initiate the rematch clause instead of Moxley because it's a little different. Instead of the former champion initiating the rematch clause, the fir- the the current champion goes and seeks out the past champion to get rid of it and just get it out of the way. I like that mentality. Uh, You know, just the ultimate badass heel move. Um, But we're going to get an amazing match at Revolution.
1: Yeah, we're going to get an exploding ring barbed wire death match.
0: Yes. Made famous pretty much over in Japan. Uh, The FMW promotion. Uh, You you know, uh, Mick Foley used to partake in a lot of exploding barbed wire death matches. Uh, Terry Funk. Used to take part in a lot of those and a lot of like crazy uh, Japanese wrestlers used to take part in some of these exploding ring death matches uh, at Sushi Onita is one of the greatest for Japan when it comes to death matches. So this match, it really has me excited. Um, It's so Moxley, like, you know, it fits Mox's character. And and that's what I like about Mox. I like when he is kind of feeding off of that craziness, that hardcore style. I don't like him so much when he's just in the ring as like a regular wrestler. I like when he's kind of in his element in the hardcore style. And then, you, you know, Omega works well in either style. So it doesn't matter. (laughs)
1: i am actually i'm shocked like but like a good shock because i didn't see i I guess i didn't see them having uh like this kind of match for a rematch you know i'm glad they are yeah yeah this it's gonna be bloody uh it's gonna be i saw a lot
0: of people complaining uh on, on social media that AEW is a joke because they're doing this match and all that like who cares who cares why
1: does it matter it just fit, but it—it's it's not like AEW is just pulling this like out of nowhere. They've had, you know, him and Kenny Omega had an unsanctioned match. You know, but I mean, but it
0: makes sense. It, it, it's not like they're throwing fucking Orge Cassidy and uh, you know, yeah, two people that don't from this dynamite shit. this exactly. ring. You know, this past yes. week into an exploding barbed wire death match. No, it makes sense because yes. first of all, Mox coming. You know, his background in in Combat Zone Wrestling, CZW, doing all that crazy stuff back in the day. Omega wrestling in and out of Japan, bringing Japan into this. Mox, you know, being in Japan now as well. Current IWGP U.S. title for. Do Japan pro wrestling. So this match makes sense. And to just, you know, blast AEW blast management blast Tony Khan, because they're, they're putting this together. It's cool. It's different. How often do you see this? And, and why can't you just like, it's, ah, it's entertainment, Dan, like people getting so pissed off about this kind of stuff. It's entertainment.
1: So, WWE's ratings suck, and I'm not saying that they need to. I'm not saying that they need to do matches like this, but obviously, like they had some of their best times ever. In the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era, of course, when there was blood. You know, people were getting split open with chairs and, and, and whatnot. So. I'm not saying it needs to be, you know, blood twenty four seven, but I, I think this match is is going because well, that to... definitely
0: doesn't spell ratings either. I mean, blood twenty four seven people
1: get tired of that shit. Yeah, I mean, Ric Flair if... bleeding every episode on TNA when TNA and Hulk <laughs> with Hulk Hogan and shit, it was like it just got old. But I, I think this is. Be I done. think if
0: they were if they were going to you know if if they would have been already over a million you know or 1.5 million viewers every week or something and they were constantly doing matches like this then maybe they could be like well shit maybe we need to do this more often but doing it every once in a while, like, we haven't seen a match like this since the last time Kenny Omega and John Moxley wrestled. Um, was that full gear last year In they in the match with, uh, the, the barbed wire stuff where they did the suplex
1: and <laughs> that was everything was, was I, that last? I think it was, it was, was it full gear last year?
0: Well, I think so. May have been full gear in 2019. It was full gear 2019. I think it's been over a year. Yeah. It's been over a year. So. so, um, I'm looking forward to it uh,
1: Yeah. and I
0: and, I, and I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun and I mean, if you don't like blood and guts, I guess I get I get why, you know, maybe you would be like squeamish towards the whole thing. Like, but again, it's just entertainment, right?
1: Uh, It is. And like you said, it's two guys. that This is, you know, somewhat in their wheelhouse. So it's not like it's out of character for anybody. Seth's been trying
0: to give me shit because I'm trying to be a positive person. Like I, 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 you know, I was talking, what was it? What was I talking about during the Nintendo Direct reaction the other day? I was talking about, uh, Seth Stubbs, the zombie game. And I was like, this looks rough. And he's like, just appreciate it for what it is. Cause that's what I keep saying about everything. And I was like, I, I get that man. But like, I'm a pretty positive person. <laughs> and I try to see the best in everything because I can find reasons to like most things. You know what I mean? At least I try to.
1: Well, you're a better person than I am, Brian. Cause I'm salty.
0: I've known that Dan for a long time. No, i kidding. <laughs> <Fucking
1: salty. laughs> time is precious, and if it doesn't entertain me, I'm going to talk about how it doesn't entertain me.
0: Ah, wait, dwelling on the negatives never makes anybody feel better. You gotta, you gotta weigh on the positives, man. That's that's what that's why your mindset's not good. Keep My dwelling on the negatives. You need yeah. to keep dwelling on them negatives. You need to start focusing on the positives. You'll be in a much better space. I'm telling you. I'm
1: telling you. <laughs> well, I mean when you're seeing the work walls more than your home walls, I mean, it's hard to get over that shit.
0: Got to go got to go see the jail walls, Dan.
1: Fuck that. I might if I keep working these hours.
0: Taking uh taken everything into consideration from Dynamite last night, I thought it was a pretty good show. Uh, you know, another live dynamite. The the live shows always tend to be better than the tape shows. Uh that can't be said from last week's tape because we we've generally enjoyed last yeah, week's tape shows.
1: Yeah, we, we really did enjoy it.
0: <laughs> the live shows generally are are better. Uh I, I, I think this one's on par with the last couple weeks, right? This the last night's dynamite is on par with with the last few weeks, I, I think AEW's been on on a pretty good stretch lately. I'm gonna stick with the four stars still. I'm uh, that's three four stars in a row for me.
1: Wow, that's that's rare. Um, I
0: think they've been on a good stretch. Uh, they've been on a good stretch lately.
1: What I what, did I go four stars last week. as you well? You did.
0: You did. You agreed with me, and then you the week before you were two and a half.
1: Yeah, I was salty. You were. Uh, I'm gonna go three and a half on this one. Okay. I'm Feeling go three, three and, and a half stars. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, all in all, a good dynamite though.
1: No, no, nothing to complain about.
0: Yeah, not too much to uh, to really hate on. From, no, we're really uh, starting for, to set things up for the pay
1: per view and for weeks yeah, ahead. Yeah, looking and, forward uh, to
0: that. Uh, so, so let's talk about that for a minute. Let, let's first talk about coming up on next week's dynamite. They announced four matches so far. Next week's dynamite is uh, a potentially a throwaway dynamite, right? Uh, so we have Hangman Adam Page taking on Isaiah Cassidy which will just further along the match coming up for revolution between Matt Hardy and Hangman Adam Page. I can't imagine it'll be a super long match, but it might be really entertaining. Isaiah Cassidy's great. So uh, this might actually be a surprisingly good match. We'll have the semifinals of the U.S. side of the women's bracket. So it'll be either Britt Baker or Anna Jay taking on either Ty Conti or Nyla Rose. So realistically, it's going to be Nyla Rose taking on Britt Baker, Um, which is unfortunate because I think Ty Conti and Anna Jay both should.
1: uh, Agreed.
0: Both should get more. But see, that's the thing that sucks is that like you, you put Anna J against Britt Baker. I think Britt Baker is going to win the tournament. So clearly Britt Baker is going to beat Anna Jay. Uh, maybe they give Ty Conte the upset victory, but I, st- I think Nyla Rose. I think
1: on. I did pick Ty Conte to win.
0: I think you did. I think you did. Uh, we have a tag team match next week. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage will be taken on the Varsity Blondes, which has me excited. Man, uh,
1: varsity uh, blondes. Man, yeah, like I love them.
0: varsity blondes. I I like seeing them in on in the ring on Dynamite. I like seeing them on Dark. So anytime we get to see some varsity blondes, I'm okay with it. Uh, Jake Hager will be taking on Brandon Cutler as well. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not gonna be a good match.
0: Yeah, like I said, Dynamite's a little lackluster next week. When when you come and look at like the past couple weeks of Dynamites that we've gotten and the Dynamites that are coming up, they're taking a break next week. Right? Because it's the lull week. Because then after that, they're going into the I'm dynamite assuming on the third.
1: Right? It's definitely going to be a
0: taped show next week. Yeah. yeah. Because then on the third, they'll have another live dynamite. And that's where we'll have Cody and Red Velvet taking on Shaq and Jade Cargill. And of course, FTR and Tully Blanchard taking on Jurassic Express. So they're setting up that dynamite to be, you know, amazing. Solid. So. And then uh, the updated card right now for Revolution, I kind of put this in Discord, and I was kind of tasking everybody to kind of, like, help come up with the rest of the card, because we have six confirmed matches for Revolution at press time. Uh, for the AEW world title, we already talked about it. It'll be the exploding ring barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega taking on Jon Moxley. For the AEW women's title, we'll have Hikaru defending against the winner of that women's eliminator tournament, which will likely be Britt Baker. For the AEW world tag titles, it'll be the Young Bucks defending against Chris Jericho and MJF. In a street fight, we'll have Sting and Darby Allen taking on Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Uh, Matt Hardy will be taking on Hangman and page. And then the other match that we have yet to talk about was announced on dynamite last week, uh, this week, actually as well, uh, right around the same point when, where, where was it? Right. When they announced that Cody's was having I a girl I think somewhere around there, yeah. somewhere around that segment, we found out they were going to be doing the face of the revolution ladder match, which is a six man ladder match. And the winner of that will get a future guaranteed TNT title match. And in that ladder match, it is Cody Rhodes, Penta El Zero M, and Scorpio Sky so far with three to be determined wrestlers. So I kind of asked everybody, like, what could we potentially see? Uh, you know, to fill out the rest of the card for the pay-per-view. And, and I put like the last several pay-per-views, you know, All Out from 2019 had 10 matches. Full Gear from 2019 had eight matches. Revolution last year had nine matches. Double or Nothing last year had nine matches. All Out had 11 matches. And then Full Gear back in November had nine matches. So All Out is definitely positioned as their... Main yearly pay-per-view sort of like their WrestleMania, which is why, you know, they had 10 matches in 2019, 11 matches last year. I assume all out in uh, September this year will be like another 10 to 12 match show. I I assume we're going to get nine matches or right around there for Revolution this year, which means we probably still have three to go that need to be confirmed. Um, The only one that kind of answered was Sev, unfortunately. I guess I didn't give anybody else enough time. I I just posted it like, you know, first thing this morning, right before I went to sleep, 5 a.m. almost. So for uh, ladder match spots, he said that he would fill the last three in with Wardlow, Lance Archer, and Eddie Kingston. And then for the three remaining matches, he said that he could see Ray Phoenix and Pac taking on Proud and Powerful, John Silver and Alex Reynolds taking on Private Party, and Miro, Kip and Penelope taken on Orange Cassidy, Chucky e. T, and a mystery partner, which would end up being Zelina Vega.
1: I like or, that. Or I, I kind of hope, hap- hope that happens.
0: That, I think, is a possibility. And I think that that is something that we've talked about, uh, because I initially thought that maybe they would do Miro, Kip, Sabian and Penelope taken on Best Friends and Orange Cassidy with kind of Orange Cassidy and Penelope kind of, you know correct going back and forth with one another you know kind of to protect her but yeah. they could do since trent is out orange cassidy chuck taylor and a mystery partner and it would be cool yeah. if it was thea trinidad because she's been advertising you know did, did the same thing that kent had talked about when uh, he was going to show up on dynamite she's like you know today is going to be a good day but then didn't appear on dynamite so maybe they're holding it off and saving it type of a thing who knows but that yeah, would be cool.
1: Yeah, it would be cool. As far as his ladder matches, I'd like to see Wardlow in the uh, ladder match. I, again, we we t- anytime he has a match, we always talk about how much we enjoy uh, him having a match. I, yeah, I, hope I think Spe- I
0: think I think Wardlow would be a good spot. Like I agree with that. I think Wardlow should yeah, get a ladder no. spot. I do. I,
1: I would just add, I would like to see Wardlow, and then on top of that, Sean Spears. Okay, who's your uh,
0: who? Who would the
1: last one be then? Uh. Hmm. Hmm. Who did like? I'm trying to also think like, and maybe I'm thinking too much into it. But you know, because they get a future uh TNT Championship match, like who uh, you know who would work well with uh, Darby Allin?
0: Right. That that's kind of what you have to take into consideration. Exactly. So so for me, how I see this going, I for the for the latter match, I, I I think it'll be. I agree with Wardlow. I think it should be Wardlow. I think he should be in there. I think that it depends on what they do with Ray, Phoenix, and Pac. Yeah. So if if like um Sev said, they have Phoenix and Pac together as a tag team because Pentas already in the match, right? So yes. we can't just fill the rest of the three spots with two of the other members from death no, triangle. No. Like that wouldn't make sense. So they're not going to do that. So even though I think Ray Phoenix would be amazing to watch in this match, uh, he's probably going to be used elsewhere on the pay-per-view. So we might see someone like Sammy Guevara. I in was the just, match?
1: I was thinking that would be kind of a perfect time He could come and win it and kind of shove it in. uh, Maybe not
0: win it. Maybe not win it. I don't know that he wins it, but I think he could have a good showing and and kind of like stand on his own two feet type of a thing.
1: Yeah, if they're going to push him singles, be perfect. Yeah.
0: So besides him and besides Wardlow, the only only other person I would like to see in the match and, and it'll never happen is Angelico. From TH2. I, I wish they would give him some time to shine in that ladder match and let him do some of the things that he used to do in Lucha Underground. <laughs>
1: I mean, you could throw in like a Joey Janela would do well in a ladder match. Yeah,
0: Joey Janela would do great in that match as well. So either way, they have a lot of, uh, you know, good people to pick from to fill the last three spots. I, I am in agreeance kind of I, I think Wardlow should get one of those spots. Sammy probably should get one of those spots. And then that last spot is probably up for debate between everybody else on the roster. Maybe even potentially bringing somebody in for like a, a one-off appearance yep. or a debut even. So yeah. who knows what they could do there, because that could that could be our spot where we get, you know, a, a, a cool surprise guest appearance type thing. So um, in terms of other matches that aren't yet confirmed, besides that, you know, six man intergender match with Miro, Kit Penelope, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, potentially Thea Trinidad. I, I think Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer are going to be involved in something at the pay-per-view. Whether that's a match together, whether that's a match in a tag, whether it's fuck the same thing that they always do Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade taking on Lance Archer, Puck, yeah, and Ray yeah. Phoenix. I mean, if it's something like that, then whatever the case may be. But I think somehow those guys are involved in a match. At Th- they the need pay-per-view. to
1: be because they got some momentum, and I'd hate to see it get killed by them not being in the pay per view.
0: But I see, and I was thinking like they might just do. Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer in some sort of like special stipulation match, but they're not going to do that because of the main event already being a hardcore special stipulation match.
1: Yeah. True. So they're
0: not going to try to overshadow that or take away from that. So it's going to be a singles match probably, or a a tag match. But I I think Kingston and Lance Archer will be involved in something unless that's right. And they just throw both of them in the tag and the ladder match and then let them kind of blow it off that way. So I don't know. I don't know. And then the other match will likely be another tag match of, of some sort uh dealing with people from the dark order, dealing with private party, dealing with I don't know, who else the uh the the acclaimed uh top flight. There's a lot of maybe they do an eight uh four uh, four they... qu- a four quarters tag match, Dan. That's what I'm going with. Oh, okay. Four quarters tag match to for the pre-show match with the winner okay. being given a a future uh you know, AEW tag title yeah, shot. Yeah, they could do that. It, yep. It'll be it'll be the acclaimed. It'll be top flight. It'll be uh, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and it'll be I don't know another tag team. Who could it be? Who else did I say? I said the acclaimed. I said the Dark Order. I guess it could be the Hybrid too if if Ann Helico is involved. I was involved. just gonna
1: say it could be yeah it could be Hybrid. That would be perfect.
0: In in the latter match, it could be Private Party, but I think Cy-Hell Private Brothers. Party could be the Seidel brothers. And I think private party. So you have to also think like what other matches are on the card and where else might people cut kind you of just like be down at ringside. So you have to assume private party might not have a match because they might be involved in the Matt Hardy storyline. So they exactly, might be out there yeah. during that. So that therefore they don't necessarily need a match. Um, the rest of the dark order doesn't necessarily need a match. If you know what I mean? Like, so you have to take that into consideration. Like when, when you look at these kind of things to, to see who might go where. Like, Proud and Powerful, they might not have a match, which sucks, but they might be involved in the MJF Jericho Young Bucks match somehow.
1: Yeah, so we might just get, like, quick little snippets of them.
0: Yeah, type thing. But uh, I'm going to go with a Four Corners tag match, like I said, uh, as, as one of those matches for, for a future shot of the tag titles. So, either way, Revolution's shaping up pretty nicely, and I'm looking forward to purchasing it on pay-per-view uh, and, and getting some wings and watching it the normal pay-per-view routine.
1: Yeah. And I'll most, I'm like 95% sure I'm calling off the day after. So.
0: Oh, nice. Well, yeah, because then we're doing the, the review right after the pay-per-view and then we'll have to set up our, uh, our draft. Yeah.
1: We're gonna we'll have to figure out how to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're going to figure out how we're going to do this. So I, I've got some work to do and that means Dan, I think we're done for today.
1: Send a hot tag. And go, well, I'm not going to go to bed. I'm going to finish right now. I was going to say, it's, it's, gonna only, go to it's only 9 o'clock, Dan, if it you're going to bed night. now. Yeah. <laughs> I could, though. I'm not going to lie. I could go to bed right now.
0: <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music and all the wrestling podcasts made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review. Especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop an over to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash LevelDown Games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up Twitch.tv forward slash down Games and click that follow button. Dan, I swear to God, I think you still stream.
1: Uh, I do. I just, you know, with with doing. It's been almost review- two
0: weeks, Dan. It's been almost two weeks.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've knocked, I would have knocked out two reviews. One of them wasn't embargoed, one of them was. So, you know, I haven't had a whole lot of free time outside of work. So I've been playing the embargoed game. So I really haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to stream, but uh, I will be back this weekend for. Sounds like a
0: bunch of excuses to me. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Fuck. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Stocking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And again, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Man, I, I streamed the other day, yesterday, Nintendo Direct. I was on both Twitch and YouTube at the same time.
1: Is that allowed? I did it. Are you allowed to do that?
0: Uh, technically not, but eh, I don't care. It. Yeah, that's what I thought at this point. Like, who cares? Well, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm affiliated with Twitch, but I really don't care if I'm affiliated. I don't need the, you know, to be affiliated with Twitch. I'd rather just reach the audience at that point. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I I, I am going to start streaming more often here. Uh, I, I'm ordering a new microphone next week. I'm upgrading to the XLR setup. But uh, that's going to bring us to theme song of the week this week, Dan. And last week, you chose Sammy Guevara. And this week, I think, because they were in the main event and because we have yet to play them and because they are a really good tag team, let's close out with some Butcher and the Blade.
1: Nice. I like it.
0: I like it, too. So we're going to close out. I don't know if theirs has an actual name or not. Let's see if it does. Let's see if their theme has an actual name. It's called Full Death. The theme Mm. song for The Butcher, The Blade, The Bunny. Now hit the music. The Butcher and The Blade.